Hello, beautiful pineapples. This silly pineapple forgot to introduce themselves last episode. This is Vibes, and welcome to the second episode of Pineapple Galaxy Podcast. I'm here today with my guest explorer, Benmer. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I am so blessed to be speaking with you today. And you suggested that we do a meta jump-off point or spelunking start point into this cave of the unknown that we call this conversation. And that topic is the idea of picking the jump-off point or picking the initial topic of this podcast. Uh, Some might say that's a cop-out, and others may say that's really, really clever. So I'm going to lean towards more clever because what we can talk about is the way conversations start as well as the idea of having a jump off point into this cave that we are both exploring together from your perspective as we venture down the most interesting and exciting caves that we find in this conversation. So the importance of having a good and sturdy jump off point for you to tie your ropes onto so that we can always come back to it is really important. And I think like, I think it's good to to have this sturdy anchor and allow it to be in a way the breath within this meditation of this conversation so that we can always return to it if we're like I don't know what we're talking about anymore uh, <laughs> it makes it makes sense yeah and so honestly uh, anchoring down, to the idea of anchoring down is definitely meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much of life, I mean, from almost every aspect is this concept of like having a having a communication point. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about this, uh, you know, what what's the topic? What's fun to talk about? What do people talk about? Well, throughout our lives, it's, it's just always like a couple different ways of thinking about that. And mm. in specific, especially now with social media and advertisements and everything, all of those are very much forms of like conversation starters or topics to engage people in. And engagement is really like what all, I wouldn't say all, but many, many of us strive for in some way shape or form and i thought it was interesting because in my current situation in much of my life uh, i've always been like um, the person that was down to engage on board with the journey but never the person who like in a group conversation needed to be like i need to be heard i have something i need you to hear type person And, and we all probably know those those cats in the world sure um and that's great but like you know sometimes just being with someone or engaging online or all these things like being heard doesn't always have to be the the forefront of uh communication that's why i think i love improv yeah do do you do improv i am somewhat trained in improv i would not call myself an improv actor 
by any means, but I have taken classes and I've taken part in shows, improv yeah. shows. So yeah. um, I, I know, I would say the basics of the idea of just building the scene together. Like, like, like that's the point. So we're like giving each other gifts back and forth of like, this might help you build the scene. And then the other person's like, this might help you build the scene. So it's like coming up with ideas of this is where you, the receiver of what I'm currently saying, might have good footing if you continue to walk forward. So like I'm giving you things to step on and you're giving me things to step on and we're walking forward into this unknown scene together. Um, yeah, or or uh, rappelling down into said cavern that we mentioned earlier. Yes. And, uh, a new place to tie the rope off at because it is a very very deep cavern. Oh, it's it's I would I, I would I would some would say I would also say but some would say that it's infinite. It's an infinite yes. cavern because it's bottomless it, indeed. That's where like that's ah so that's an interesting the cavern itself I I would. I would relate to the concept of the labyrinth, or at least my concept of the labyrinth, which is I am making choices and with every choice that I make, a new turn or direction within the walls of my labyrinth of my life experience form in front of me. So, like, I'm creating the path of my life, and the path is defined by both the consequences of the choice, as well as the intentions of the choice, and the outer limits of the overall effect of the choice in my immediate experience, which would be the walls themselves. So it's like, I'm, like, it's turning left to right and going straight, or circular or serpentine fashion of this labyrinth and my choices are creating the walls as I'm making them. So if I were to die and look at my labyrinth, each turn and direction would be a choice that I had made in my life. And that same concept is happening in this cave that we're currently in together now. And we are creating the caverns um it's a little different just because we're talking about ideas themselves we're not really making choices here so the difference that causes is that we can see different paths of this conversation and i would argue that those are different caverns within this cave so like we can go down this tunnel or this tunnel or this tunnel and we can see all three tunnels and which one is most interesting to us and then we choose that and that's why it's still the labyrinth because we're choosing to go that direction and it's creating the walls of our path but it's a little different because we're approaching it differently Um, our choices are not as uh, permanently etched because we can still go back to the other cabin and connect to it if we wanted to go a different direction and it's based on what's most interesting, which I don't think, I don't think in our everyday life, at least in the United States, we choose our, 
or we make our next choice based on what's most interesting to us in that moment. And, and maybe it should be. Maybe that's a good way to be, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, it, it, it reminds me of, like, birds and other uh, wonderful mammals that surround our, our planet uh, above the edge of the cavern, obviously, because sometimes in the cavern there's not any birds. Sure. But, but um, they there very no much roof. act on <laughs> the, the instinct of what is most uh, appealing to them uh, and or what, what, what their primal urges are, i.e., I need food, and I'm going to look for the most appealing-looking piece of grub on the ground or the mm-hmm. best flower, and that will be what I, where I take this labyrinth for the time being, and then uh, I'm going to look for the next attractive bird because I do have to mate once a day. That's just <laughs> what I do as a bird. Birds. Um, if I didn't mate once a day as a bird, you probably couldn't call me a bird. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I wouldn't it. know what you were. You would right. be a mystery to me at that point. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, in definitely the, the the journey as it as it un- unfolds, I think especially when you know with the with the uh, topic we have, which is coming up with topics or coming up with conversation pieces, it's like you know if you're in a group setting and you're standing there and somebody's uh, you know so what's going on you know that's kind of like this non sequitur to just kind of start something off and then you know sometimes oh, if like you're the icebreaker yeah. Group, a group, yeah, a good icebreaker. But if you're in a group spelunking thing, there sometimes always seems to be that leader that's like, no, I mean, I got to talk about this uh, political issue, or I got to talk about this thing that's on my mind, or whatever topic they want to engage on. And then there might be someone who is listening and who hears that, but wants to go down the other cavern to the left and kind of tangent off and mm. go like, oh, this is a good starting point for the topic I had wanted to talk about today. Um, and then I feel like there's more the type of people that I would adhere to myself, which is like I'm almost uh, an observer and a listener first, uh, as opposed to someone who's pushing an agenda of sorts. Hmm. And so I kind of like take that, take that. Okay, you you brought this into this situation, and now we have these caverns to jump down. Um, but let's let's maybe let's analyze that. Let's listen for a second. Let's see if there's a dragon down that cavern who's breathing softly, and uh, or if there's like a, you know, a velociraptor down this other one <laughs> whose claw is scraping down the ground. Do we want to engage? Maybe could be a fun adventure. Yeah. Um, but you... I think the listening part, obviously, sometimes is always kind of the secondary thing for some people when it's like um, com- communicating slash coming up with things to engage on um and i think sometimes when it's left then you just have a bunch of people who are talking about their topic and no one's really listening because they all want to just get their voice in. does that make sense absolutely and i mean i i have played around within this podcast of the idea of having more than one guest at a time um my my fear or at least one fear is having people talk over each other in hopes of being heard um, because I I maybe it's a fear of f- personal failure of creating a conversational environment where everyone uh, can be set up for the success of being heard um, without much uh, fighting or, or talking over another person but I don't know I am still playing with that idea and I think there are some people that have suggested it and it would be I think it would be cool together I don't know um, 
maybe I get as I get more comfortable with the idea of how to set up these conversations because my hope at least is several things I want to understand why you're approaching this conversation the way you are in in some ways and I want to learn from your perspective as well as um, kind of guide the expedition so that we can both be exploring and, and learning about what we're talking about together. Um, I want to hear things that I like to hear about, like philosophy, and I, that's a cool thing, opportunity. That's more of a side benefit. Like we're going to be talking about things that I like to learn about. So, in right, general, right, right. Um, and which is most everything I like to learn about. But so it's not too hard to satisfy that, uh, like <laughs> desire. But um, do you do you feel or how do you feel? listening or the listening approach to conversations versus the kind of leading or demanding being heard approach has helped you uh, be fulfilled at least conversationally or within your passions and your overall adventure through life. you know, as you were talking, it, it, it brought up uh, some ideas for me from, uh, and I, I love science, I love evidence, I love reason, I like logic, I like how things connect, um, mm. because uh, things connecting is much more interesting to me and, and the reasons and digging into the things that make the next things that make the next things. It's far more fascinating to me than point A and then point B, and we're just going to connect them with faith, because that's just the easiest way to explain it. That's, mm. never, that's never been something I've, I've uh, found to be true or interesting to me to think about. I always like to know how things work and or how things could work better. Uh, but um, being the third born of four boys um, in a household where my mother was a teacher, I felt very fortunate in the way I could grow up in that environment. Um, but going to what you were saying of how maybe before now and or now as a as an adult human being um being a listener more so than a driver of topics or conversations i think part of it was obviously ingrained in i like to believe um and belief based on science and evidence that you know in a, in a household or in a grouping where you are let's say the younger sibling of sorts um oftentimes as has kind of been shown throughout time. Um, the second, third, fourth, or fifth born has a different way of being than the first born. And the first born is very much grasping at the attention of the parental figures. And, and, and that is the thing. And then when the second, third, you know, for me, a third born is born. Well, I, I'm seeing that there are two entities above me um, that are doing more as I'm gaining ability to communicate and, and understand the world. They're doing more. They're getting more, you know, more of the attention um, of the parents in the in the sense that they are engaging on a higher mental level. Hmm. Not necessarily that I'm not getting attention, but the they are communicating with uh, full sentences, full words, full concepts. Uh, they're starting to understand logic and science and math and how things connect. Whereas maybe as a young one, I was just trying to understand what my voice might be. Hmm. Um, and how to generate said voice. Um, and so part of that was, you know, as a 
I like to think as a thirdborn, I was doing a lot of a lot of listening, a lot of learning, so that uh, once I evolved to the next state that I could communicate on said levels, I was given the tools that were available to me from my parental figures and my brothers and stuff.、Um, and I think that you know. You brought that as you were speaking. It brought that memory to my mind of well, what is the reason maybe that I might be a listener, and and also the fact that my mom was a teacher. She、mm. would help illustrate things, and I always was grateful and loved engaging with the learning process of all things in life.、Um, I, you know. When driving in the car with my dad, I would always just be like, "But how does a turbocharger work?" You know, like, it, but but no, but show me when you gun it. I want to feel what you're talking about, so my brain can conceptualize how、hmm. the air is getting forced through the turbocharger. You know, and then really just like loving that experience of learning through experience and through tell me something, let me listen and absorb it in. Actually, hear what you're saying, and then use it in the future. When I bought my own car, many, many years later, I said, "I want a turbocharger," <laughs> which, in hindsight, is probably not a great idea with gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the curiosity had planted a seed, and you know, yeah, I was also the third child. It's interesting, and I, I definitely, I definitely gained a lot of experience just from ob- observation of. Behavior and interaction, and results of behavior and interaction, <laughs>、um, and then what I like wanted to do and didn't want to do because I had saw seen、uh, like what the results of that were. were. So that's interesting. Yeah, I have the same kind of observation and then、uh, like learning approach. Like, tell me more, kind of thing. Right, right, right.、Mm. And and I think you know, like,、um, you know, back to the first topic, which is like, what what are what 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 do we discuss, or what are we talking about, or what are we filling the air waves between our ears? Like, how am I going to make this wave of molecules move towards your earballs in a way that、uh, makes you want to、earballs、send them back? And we evolve this conversation through、mm. the. Science of just pushing air molecules and at each other, and right now it's not only it's not even just that it's it's going through electricity too. So this is like quite the journey these ideas are going on. I mean, if we really wanted to jump into it, it's like the electrons that are shooting through the synapses in our brain、uh, are the first part of said journey, which is obviously a labyrinth in itself. Yeah, and then somehow that's getting to electrons、uh, again. Some yeah, more electrons and more medulla oblongata, which is probably inaccurate, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. We're gonna hold you to it. Tongues, you know, and they're moving around, and their tongues are also in a cave too. I think I think we we definitely are on on topic right now. Cave, cave, cave. Yep, yeah. So that's then, an interesting into thing. Into the ear cave, right? Ear caves. Yeah, yeah. I like the、yeah. the ear balls that you. I'm trying to I'm trying to coin ear balls. Well, I think, I think it's it's happening.、Really, this is it. This is its、yeah. big debut. I love it. <laughs> I don't know how big <laughs> this is, but it's a debut. Could be a mild debut, but it is a debut <laughs> of sorts. You an interesting cave popped up, and I, I it is a little bit of not immediately said stuff, but attention that you you brought up of your parents and your older siblings. What 
is attention. What is attention? Uh, I mean, I I might say that it is it is where the focus of your senses are at any given millisecond. Um, with all of the uh, wonderful things that we're being uh, graciously bombarded by in this world, many of which, mo- for most of us, are um, light refractions, light particles bouncing off things, providing us with a wonderful array of colors, shapes, shades, sizes. Um, and then I would say second most is kind of the, uh, the, the the waves of audio that we spoke of before with the molecules bouncing through the air into our ear, our ear caves. Hmm. But um, my, think, my thinking on attention is very much the whatever your five or six i'm not going to say people don't have a sixth sense Mm. but uh wherever those senses um in the brain capacity that your senses are you know firing at are are paying the most attention to let's say so uh with all of them happening where is the focus of where your brain is is making its most of its most of its um choices on most of its path choices on i'm going to get all of these different information pieces Hmm. and then from the sensation of gravity even so it's like you know as a kid we're probably like well what is this and why i'm sitting i'm constantly being pushed against my 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 bottom in this in this crib or you know what have you Um, and eventually i think we grow out of that sensation of gravity if you know what i mean yeah the weight of the tension the muscular intermuscular tension Right. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Like, I think as kids, like, a lot, a lot of the reason why they, they cry a lot, at least babies, would be they have no concept of how to process the information coming into their senses in, in ways that are either efficient or consistent or uh, even understood. So, like, the sensation of gravity might be an overwhelming experience for a little while. Or, like, the sensation of hunger, even. Like, what is happening? Oh, what is this feeling? Like, and then you don't have the tools to handle that experience or communicate what you're feeling, even. So you just scream. So, (laughs) like, that's, that's an interesting, like... The synapses haven't yet learned, and the muscles haven't yet learned uh, how to process something, have an understanding of that something, and then react to that something. Yeah. And my mom always says, respond, don't react. So it's like taking that reaction, that like, uh, to like, okay, so what do I do with this? And like slowing it down. And that's, that's a huge thing for me this year is like slow down. It doesn't have to be so, all right, let's get this done right now. I'm going to do this other thing and then I'm going to finish this before I go to do that. And then like, like if I have that externally within my, like within my externally in my experience, it's going to be mirrored within my mind. So like this, this constant, like train of thought and processing information and reaction and that's where like kind of behavior can get messy and uh unpredictable as well as like 
unintentional things can happen. Like, I didn't mean for that because wasn't thinking slowly and clearly. And, yeah, slowing down is, like, a huge lesson, I think, for me this year. Yeah. And, it, you know, especially with everything going on, and even in the past before um, said pan- pandemic happened and other things, you know, there was there's always been a thing, I think, uh, especially just because of what social media is now and what it will, I, who knows, evolve into. But there's this... Um, I, I have a, you know, bringing it back, I have a topic. I have something I want to communicate. I want to speak to people about. I want to share or I want to do. And some of it sometimes I feel like when you're perusing the, um, in, in our cavern, everybody, we have LCD walls everywhere. So we can actually look at like all the social media happening in the world around us right now while we're spelunking. Oh, yeah. But um, high tech stuff see, we have here on the walls just like so many posts which are very much like you can you you just see it and you go this is a very reactive post this isn't a responsive post uh, you know I'll, I'll scroll these walls i'll look up and down and, and i'd say a majority of them are very reactive posts they weren't thought about before they were posted they were like very much in the moment i'm compelled to do this um, and probably a lot of that is, you know, a lot of nurture, a lot of raising. I, I would say more so nurture than nature um, of said individual wanting to communicate or bring up said topic in that fashion. Is oftentimes their reactive approach is to get more reactive approaches. Does that? Does yeah, that, does it, that... it kind of like uh, ripples in a way. It's right. It's a, a mouse trap on a mouse trap. It's like ah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it's. I, I do understand and recognize what you're saying. Yeah, it's definitely like a domino effect of ah, <laughs> right, 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 and and and, and more. I, I'm never engaging in, in these type of things, but I do know uh, individuals who will say to me, um, you know, I, I responded to someone's topic let's say and i did so in a way that offended them or that they misunderstood and i now have to backtrack my steps and like clarify that i wasn't being uh, closed-minded or i wasn't being said and said and said you know um more often than not i have people that that will say that like like oh uh, I said something and now I now I want to not take back the thing because I do have my thoughts and my opinions based on whatever their reasons and logic are sure but but they're like oh the, the recipient of said said communication did not at all hear all they did was react because they they somehow heard it through their filter and their lens even though I was trying to speak it through my filter and my lens. Mm, that's an unfortunately, that's just I mean, with when we're dealing screen to screen and not uh, even voice to voice or person to person, it is so limited, I think, in really like the, the upper echelons of what communication should and could be. Yeah, and I think one thing that just came up right there is should communication or proper communication, which is vague and really unimportant, but should it be from your lens spoken out directly from that vantage point, or 
is more effective communication, speaking in such a way that they can see it through their lens. Um, speaking to be heard, uh, or speaking to be understood, rather than speaking to speak, in a sense. Uh, no, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, you could be, yeah, it, when you said that, I, I got an image in this cave, not on the LCD walls, mind oh. you, but down further on in, in where we're going, um, <laughs> of a person on, on an Apple box. And for those of you who don't know what an Apple box is, back in the day, when we didn't have TVs and all these things. Oh, or stand on a crate. Somebody yeah. would put, put said Apple box or said milk crate on, on the earth itself, sometimes on cement, sometimes on grass. Dirty. And they would actually step onto the box. And it would be a strong enough box, usually made of wood. Um, I don't, you know, back in the day, they didn't even have corrugated plastic. But they would stand on said box and they would speak and they would not, they would be conveying their topic, but without, they never wanted to, to hear anything back. You know, they only wanted to project. They only wanted to say. And like you were saying, it's like they were saying it through their lens, not really caring about the lens of the people they were speaking to, but more to change the lens of the people they were speaking to. That's an important, yeah. So it's, it's not only trying to uh, express what my lens is, but express it in such a way that it shifts the angle at which people are looking or receiving those things through. Interesting. Right. So it, it's meant to persuade, in a sense, which is an interesting yeah. word itself, persuade. Um, I wish I had, like, an on-call etymologist. Right. Be like, what I, is I, that? I, I love, again, we were talking about learning things. Yeah. I love the fact that I can use my mobile cellular device that, that you know, quite literally lives with me to, uh, to look up a word. Yeah. to understand uh, uh, something, to find out some uh, synonyms, some acronyms, uh, to get a better understanding of ways that I can communicate, you know? Mm. So I, I, I have just taken advantage of said technology uh, oh, nice. with a very quick uh, search query of persuade etymology. And per means through or to completion, which is, I would say, either through or to the end. Uh, and then suede comes from a Latin, and they're both Latin. It, it means advise. Um, so it's through advise, which is like I'm advising you from my lens to your lens. And so it's like, and when it reaches you, it will, like, it's basically advising your lens with my lens, I would say. Uh, right. From like where we were just talking through from. a mental process. Like, yeah. Like pushing you, guiding your mental process through this particular cave to the end where I, you know, I am saying there is a, a something at the end. Of. Yeah. This is the way where you need to be looking from. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Right. Very much so. Ah, that was fun. Yeah, I, this is so. What what is fun about learning? What is what? Why why is why is learning fun? What 
what is that? For me, it's always just been, you know, partially, you know, as I became more aware, I think partially it was the, the, the more you learn, you know, and, and we all know that this doesn't work science-wise, but like the bigger your grain grows. I said grain bros and and right there was my 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 grain which some call a brain yeah growing in a way that wasn't really growing it wasn't growing in the sense of growing no, but it no. was growing in the sense of sometimes it happens but you just got to let those synapses fire you know what i mean and um, and respect yourself enough to know that you didn't necessarily intend to create those airwaves but understanding that the one that you're speaking to can understand what you're trying to say which is the whole purpose of language anyway so 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 fascinating and i think you know i think that when more of us learn about things it gives us more ways to uh respond when topics are brought up that allow us to really like all kind of collectively hear something and then make the choices of which 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 cave we're going to go down next Mm. um and which could be most beneficial to us because, you know, the dragon's still over in that one cave and he is still sleeping. But, you know, if we just sit here and chatter all the time, we might wake him. He might be a nice dragon, though. Yeah, you know, we don't, we'll never know if we don't we, try. We, we could wake him or we could go ch- hang with the velociraptors. I mean, from what I know, they're, they're a cool, cool bunch of guys. Yeah, they have the best hats. Right, 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 right. It's an important... And they're, they're and they always get their nails did once <laughs> one, once a week. They get their nails did, mm. and, uh, and, and you can't trust self, a Velociraptor that doesn't have you know, proper self, nails. Right, right. In yeah. self, you know, it's like self care. I mm. think we could we could draw a parallel between self care and the learning process. Mm. You know, I think you would ask like, why is it fun to learn? Why is it bring value? I think it's a form of self-care and almost possibly one of the most important forms of self-care i might posit hmm i could i could uh stand with you there and i i think it i think learning based on what you're saying is almost a responsibility to arrive in any given moment with a more expanded and thorough understanding of the tools you have of conveying ideas that excite you. And that's really wordy, but <laughs> I think it's an important way to say it because it's, it's, it's noting the importance of like widening your circle of understanding of what you have and what you're arriving with as well as as the responsibility of taking care of your mind the tools themselves and noting it can be fun and like exciting to explore yourself so that you can explore deeper with the people around you that you care about. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, oftentimes with my uh, my my life mate, uh, you know, often you know many of us may find that yeah. mate or a, a partner or a, a, even you know in a non-romantic form. I, I feel like I have many life mates that uh, I engage with in very a variety of different topics. Mm. Um, the topics that we engage in are ones that we are similar in, but I feel like the most fun exciting part of those relationships is and i'm often one to like 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 a laughter is a sign of joy for me in a mm. way that like if i hear something even if it's like really deep sometimes i might want to laugh because it hit me so so well or it gave me an ability to step into the next learning of said topic or viewpoint or lens or filter where i'm just like i'm overjoyed with that 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 moment right there that I heard something or, or engaged on a topic and then I'm just compelled to laugh and often I'll, I'll get the response from somebody which I, which I will I will deem as reactive on their part um, I will I will say that but they said uh, why are you laughing at me mm. <laughs> and I'm I'm by no means laughing at you this I, this is it, it's it's more than just a smile like I I wear my emotions. Uh, I, 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 I don't even know if I wear my emotions. My emotions are just me, and they're there. And mm. when, they want, when they want to express, um, my synapses are firing express, express mm. them. Yeah, and I, I, on that note, like I've heard that, like to, to support what you're saying, I've heard that la- you laugh when you learn something. Like you laugh you, because your brain learns something. You, you've heard that? Like, I, I'm into have you actually heard that yeah it was like from some i mean obviously like i didn't look into it but it was it was a a source that i would uh feel comfortable with repeating as a at least supported fact uh of i wouldn't say that's every reason you laugh but you laughter is a sign of you learning something I love it. Which is right on, right on point here. Very so, much so. Like, and why is that fun? Like, why, why do we laugh? Like, what, what do you think is the reason why laughing is a response to learning something? I might, I might almost equate it to something you brought up a little earlier. It's like, why does a baby just scream, or why did, why did, what the faculties with which we have to. Um, respond to things um i feel like as as we get older and we have far more synapses and far more experiences that can help us make the choices on 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 how the labyrinth builds around our choices Mm -hmm. um just like a baby is doing its thing i think the evolution of the laugh goes from not just is something like like funny and or funny which is very subjective sure um but but it's just like the body's you know this this wonderful you know evolved body's way of saying i just my attention was somewhere and what i received while while focusing on on that piece was so over over the top of what i was expecting that the only thing i can do is laugh yeah like it, it mm. came in and it, and i and, and just just like you know like the instinct or the 
primal synapse firing of the brain was uh, you're just gonna laugh there's no other way i can compute it yeah i feel like what i didn't expect that right <laughs> yeah I, I had all these set of possibilities of what you could say and then if it's not within those possibilities then the expansion of my understanding of what could have been said after what you said like rises so or actually expands um that's interesting so it's like it's outside it's outside of the expectation interesting right which i which i think sometimes you know we can tie back to that whole like listening approach um Hmm. Whereas if you're if you're listening, if you're actively trying to learn, if that's how you're wired or that's how your being is is is, is trying to be, um, it's different than that pulpit style of sure. communication where where you're saying things or you're or you're you're listening in a way where you're like constantly comparing to what you know or constantly trying to guess where they're going or constantly trying to have a response to the topic or the conversation piece that is coming up as opposed to that like active listening learning approach that we've dove into a little bit here which is like it's almost like it's like in my what i'm seeing is like in the brain there's a there's a, a baby synapse that's like going to make its new connection and it hears whatever that or sees or whatever that that stimuli is hits you and then that syn- uh, baby synapse just fires it connects to the next piece in the brain and its very first electron goes through it mm-hmm. and then you laugh yeah it's, it's a, that is i would definitely relate that back to the baby it's like I, this is outside of what I knew could be possible. It's like at the end of a joke, that's what a punchline is. It's like this is this will be something you didn't expect, right? <laughs> right. Right. Because of the setup, so it sets you up with certain set of expectations, and then it's like, nah, huh? It's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't consider either of us comedians, but I find this extremely entertaining. Yeah, like part at times I'm I'm like on the verge of a laugh right now. <laughs> I don't know if that if you if you're if you're feeling that. Well, like, I think know. part of that is we're approaching this with no expectations, so we're in right. the state of one way to look at the laughing Buddha, which is just in a state of what is happening? What is any of this? Like what is going on? And then it's just like I don't know, and it's fine. And, like, you just kind of let go of all expectations, all assumptions, and you're just receiving the experience that your senses are processing. And there's nothing, there's no, like, I am thinking this way about it. There's no, uh, this makes me feel that. Or it's just, like, what is this thought that's entering my brain? It's like, okay, I don't know still. And, like, that's why you just, is stay in the state of laughter because you're just learning and that's very similar to a baby or a child where it's just like everything is new so that that's it's one way to look at the laughing buddha figure right is this yeah i mean could you imagine if 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 you had a baby and it, it didn't cry but it always just like laughed and everything. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, I don't... So, it's interesting uh, about that is 
they say laughing is the same chemical response as crying in your brain. I don't know if that's true, but I have heard that. I don't feel as confident in that one uh, being true, but it is a possibility and I would like to look more into that. Uh, it is something that was apparently in the deep crevices of my mind. So they say that laughing is, or the proverbial lay says that laughing is the same chemical response in your brain as crying. And uh, it's also said that you can laugh, you can have happy tears, and you can have sad tears. And they're the same water from the same tear ducts, but they have a different meaning because of the experience that is is having that as a consequence to the processing that's happening internally. It's just yeah, water. I mean, personally, I actually, I don't have water for tears. I, I, I cry glitter. Ooh, that is, I want that but, upgrade, but I'll have but to you save know, up. But you know, like, the, yeah, you, you, you laugh so hard, you, you, you tear up, right, yeah. or whatever. Um, and even joy. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's all these bodily responses that are like just about receiving your experience. Laughing, crying, tearing up, shaking, shivering, screaming. You can scream out of like joy. Like if somebody buys you a new car, you're going to be like, "What?" Right. Right. Right, and you're you're yeah you're gonna use whatever, or someone like, crashes uh, into your car. You're like what? Right, and and over time that um, that method of communication has always changed, which also fascinates the the phrase people say um, like what up, right? <laughs> and it, and I always was like well that that came from a previous phrase, and that previous phrase is like what is up with you and then that came from a previous phrase which was what is is going on in your life and you know and so it just keeps getting shortened down and shortened down now it's what up i mean i think that that happens i mean it's the idea of slang itself is slang for slang but shortened language right and but convey the same amount of information uh, in this information in a shorter or, or not in shorter but in a more succinct package of sure. air molecules vibrating light molecules vibrating you know it's like i like the the train of my 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 deepest apologies or it has turned into i i apologize or i'm sorry and then it's now it's like my bad right <laughs> and it it, it kind of makes it feel less sincere but it comes back to context of the the situation and the communication which is like you can know these drops of water from your eyes are happy or sad because of the context of the situation and no words were said and it's just the same little bit of information you seeing someone having tears coming from their eyes and in a small package you know what's happening or at least the the cause of those tears because of the context of the situation right and for and for me it's the color of the glitter but yes very much so. sure very much. yeah sorry I, I would i was speaking of uh everyone else 
no, I was just, I was just sharing to 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 keep, provide a very visual experience yeah. for for everyone who's uh, on this journey down this cavern with us. Yes, but, um, their brains are are, are picturing uh, from their lens and their filter what this topic is is and where it's gone. And, and at this point, I mean, we've gone down a lot of road here. Yeah, um, I can still hear the dragon. The so, dragon. I mean, we. we but, I. But we're still I, moving forward. I have several ideas that have popped up uh, in the realm of the the p- potentialities of the future existence of this podcast format, which is I might do two with every guest explorer. The Ooh. first one, uh, I mean, it just might be like part one, part two, or something lame like that. Um, but I, I don't it, think it's lame. I think I'm it could fascinated. be. Continue. It could be. It could be that, and my hope is that we do face the dragon together, and that that like uh, that comes with the territory of territory of understanding how the other person communicates, which is why there is a part one, um, and like so we can have this kind of comfort, or at least uh, I understand where your lens is and how you speak and what the way you look at things, so that I can. Uh, dig into that more in, in chapter two, if you will, uh, so that we can get to the nitty gritty of why you look through your, your eyes the way you do. Uh, and it might be uncomfortable to go there, and that's what facing the dragon is, facing your shadow self. And that's, that's uh, it might be uncomfortable, but it, it's also, it's vulnerable and it's also freeing and it's also uh, honest and true. So it doesn't have to be uh, like necessarily cringy or right. uh, upsetting, but it, it, it could have the potential to be beautiful and deeply true look into you. Uh, and that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, in chapter two, uh, most definitely, and 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 on top of what what the, the eye filters are, I do want to continue to to bring the importance of the earballs because earball, yeah. As that, we know, the way the, you process these sound waves is super. The, the, the medium we are working in here is very much an earballs type of medium, that's, and that's for sure. I've always been drawn to not only creating visual experiences for people visual content to um very much so like we were talking about the shortening of words and phrases sure to to have snapshots of things i create um people i care about and the greater audiences of the the spherical earth that we're swinging around on um to, to just non-stop snapshots of what we're creating could give so much information yeah. To elicit to elicit those tears of joy, um, to connect us all without sometimes the need for um, communication like we're doing now, but almost like the non-necessity uh, of language style of communication. This combination of sound and sight, which is is above the need for um, sentence structure, if you will. Yes. Um, and that's what I've always loved about music is that people can hear sound and have a different 
uh, emotion that comes from the very same sound based on how their ear synapses fire, right? Yeah. Their ear, their ear balls heard it. But regardless, if it's different, they both can like it. And one of them could be reminded of the time they found the, the one, the one cave, and they got an ice cream mm. uh, because there is an ice cream vendor in, in our cave system here. Yeah, um, I mean, another person could hear said song and be reminded of like swinging on a swing. And sure. They both like that sound their earballs hearing. Yeah. And and then they can take that sound and use that as a topic piece to go, you know, this reminded me of childhood when I got ice cream. And then the other one's like, this reminded me of yesterday when I was adult on a swing. And I like swings. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that's 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 the power of music, which is it is less limited by vocabulary or understanding of vocabulary on processing the experience someone is having versus sound and music uh, invokes it directly invokes a feeling um, and that a feeling obviously is processed through the layers of which you have constructed your earballs to right, see your balls. these feelings and experience them as if you are living within a context a social or personal situation where you were feeling that anyway but music just puts you there yeah definitely yeah um, I want to play a little game I want to play a little game um, and it's I'm going to probably have a different game every time but this game is we are going to try to connect as many train cars which is different topics of conversations as we can in 30 seconds so just jump <laughs> from car to car as quickly as we can with no need for making sense but just having the idea of taking the last one and jumping to the next one like it makes you think of this go there and then it makes you think of that go there and we'll talk about that for like like one sentence even for 30 seconds it's like back and forth really quickly i don't know how well this will work but it'll be fun i'm, I'm excited yeah so like to you we're gonna start with the idea of laughter what does laughter make you think of uh currently cheese because i love cheese cheese what is your favorite cheese? Oh, I love them all. You love them all? Go, I would say the drunken goat. The drunken goat cheese. I've not heard of that. My favorite is probably Parmesan because I'm Italian. I'm also Italian. Uh, Italian makes me think of uh, Italian sodas, which are not really sodas. You, you would call them not sodas, but they're Italian sodas? Isn't that kind of like a fallacy? I know, I don't know why the Italians did that, but uh, it confuses me to this day. Yeah, I think that's kind of ridiculous. It's like calling American cheese cheese. Right, right. You know, and currently, I mean, ice, if we're going to talk about sodas, I think ice is a necessary piece of a, a refreshing beverage, which I do need one, actually, at this point. Yeah, now I, think I think about it. We've been talking for so long, our lips and tongues in our caves have been parched. So I think it is time to finish this game and we'll do it again and uh 
we'll, we'll we'll venture on to chapter two of the the cave of approaching a conversation, and we will come back to this maybe from a different approach, or maybe not. We'll find out. Maybe not in chapter not. two. I one thing that I do want to do is take a moment and appreciate you because that is important to me you are important to me i really enjoyed and do enjoy the perspective you have of of approaching a moment from a a way of receiving and having little to none no expectations and that inspires me to arrive within my life in a way that learning is a responsibility and that's a really beautiful part of you and i think that oh, i think well. that is a, a a thing you should be grateful for i am grateful for having this conversation about that with you and uh, i want to celebrate that uh and also the perspective of having fun with conversation and words is another beautiful thing with earballs. That's awesome. And I just I wanna say I love you and you're great and I'm glad that I've met you and we are great guest explorers together in each other's caves. And I I can't wait for chapter two. I, I I feel your vibes and I, I love them. They give me goosebumps, and <laughs> it has been quite quite a little journey here. Which one one which again I had no expectation of, but ended up um, having such a wonderful time on. And potential of the caves that keep opening up around us as we engage in understanding topics, and things to talk about. Hmm. The science behind it has just uh, you know has been a lot of fun uh i, I was at, was and am was and am always intrigued by um things to talk about and things to learn hmm. and things to eventually laugh about you know, <laughs> i think is great and i very much appreciate you as well and this opportunity yeah it's been great and uh i'm really happy to have you as a guest explorer on episode number two uh, chapter two will be coming soon, so look out for that and listen for it with your earballs. Thank you all for uh, arriving here as and in the Pineapple Galaxy. It's great to be here with you and be here as you and whatever that meant. That was really vague, but uh, you know, this is good. This is great. This is fun. Enjoy the rest of whatever time you listen to this and the, the time that you have after that. So it could be like the rest of the day. You know what I meant? Anyway, peace.